Ready for battle at a moment's notice. Between their 9mm SIGs and the long swords they wore diagonally across their backs. Illegal weapons, of course, but also invisible to mortal eyes, thanks to the spells Morgana had cast. While the club's masters wore everything from monk's robes to biker leathers, her teammates needed no special regalia to look like dominance. Instead, They'd chosen clothing that would allow them to blend without hampering their ability to fight. Leather vests over bare chests, faded jeans, and tooled leather boots perfectly broken in. Looking at them lounging in their booth like a trio of lions on the veldt, Morgana couldn't deny their effect on her. But then, if a woman didn't feel a tingle at the sight of Percival, Cater, and Maroc looking ready to break all ten commandments— She needed to check her pulse. Someone who didn't know them would probably register Maroc first. He appeared the most menacing of the three, being six-five and brawny as a bull, with a lantern jaw, deep-set brown eyes, and a lazily sensual mouth. His crooked nose had been repeatedly broken during childhood by his abusive prick of a father. Despite the air of brutishness, he was a laughing, genial soul, who often played peacemaker between his hot-tempered teammates. Which made what happened if you managed to truly anger him all the more shocking. His berserker rages could make even King Arthur Pendragon step softly. He'd been known to cut through enemy forces like a plow through a wheat field, leaving broken bodies and barren earth in his wake. Then there was Cador. At six feet, he was shorter than the others— but that only made him look more like a muscular male wall, which was something of a natural result given that all three spent hours a day swinging battle axes and broadswords. In contrast to Maroc's short, dark hair, Cater wore his long, braided tightly for combat. At the moment, though, it tumbled past his shoulders in a curling mane. The eye-catching effect was intensified by its color, a rich, dark auburn, glossy as a fox's pelt. His features looked as if God had calculated every angle for maximum impact on anyone with estrogen in her veins. Thick auburn brows dipped over laughing eyes, the striking turquoise blue of the Caribbean. His nose was straight and knife-blade narrow, while his wide, mobile mouth was prone toward deceptively charming smiles. Deceptive, because Cater had a sadistic streak as broad as the Thames. He was not the kind of man you wanted to meet in combat, particularly if you'd done something to piss him off. He and Morgana often locked horns. He had a cutting, cynical sense of humor she found irritating. For his part, he called Morgana arrogant, though she preferred to think of it as natural self-confidence. All right. She supposed she was a little arrogant. Last, but hardly least, since he was the trio's leader, there was Percival. At six-three, he was a bit leaner than the others, with all the muscular power, explosive speed, and hypnotic grace of a puma. His broad-shouldered, elegant body was marked here and there by scars from spears, arrows, and swords, reminders of his mortal life fighting King Arthur's wars. As if to emphasize all that stark masculinity, Percival had the kind of face that called ancient gladiators to mind. Angular, 
square-jawed, with a flaring swoop of a nose that just missed being too long and a pugnacious cleft chin. The overall effect was softened by a wide, lush mouth that Morgana had hungered to kiss for a very long time. His deep-set gray eyes were cool and watchful, heated by flashes of erotic cruelty she wished she didn't find so intriguing. One of his blonde brows was bisected by a thin scar, a reminder of a wound that had almost cost him his right eye. He wore his thick, honey-gold hair just barely long enough to curl. Morgana longed to run her fingers through it, but it wasn't a good idea to give in to temptation where Percival was concerned. He'd take ruthless advantage of any weakness she handed him. Percival wanted her, had wanted her for years, centuries, though she doubted the desire he felt.